Life is messy, our minds are messy, success is blinking messy. Join me, Charlotte Hopkins, on the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, where I'm opening up hearts, minds and souls to navigate life's unique messiness. Exploring identity, culture, belonging and success, I, along with some phenomenal special guests, will be sharing my own experiences, as well as impactful theories and top tips on how I help people unleash their incredible potential to take courageous action and build a life that they love. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. Huge, huge, huge warm welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you've been listening to all of the other episodes, thank you so much for coming back. It's always a bonus when people come back. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. And today's episode is all about what is success anyway. And I, when I was kind of writing the show notes and what I wanted to say, nothing was really coming out to me and I was reading my journal back and I've been journaling for about two and a half years now not on a regular basis I'm definitely not going to be publishing anything that's going to make me an Adrian Mole kind of character (laughs) or show my age there aren't I um but there was one thing that came up and I just feel compelled to share that so I apologize firsthand for those of you who are watching on YouTube and watch me looking up and down but I am actually going to read the extract from my journal um perhaps not word for word but just to kind of discuss my messy messy journey with success and what it means to me so I hope you will stick around and listen in um I would love to hear your um thoughts on what success means for you but this is absolutely what success means for me Okay, so success is a loaded word for me. I'm a projector. So if you're into or you know human design, you'll know that as projectors, success is in our DNA. I'm an Enneagram 3, so driven, determined, successful, also built into my personality. I'm an ENFP, so energetic, intuitive, and goals-orientated. I'm a Libra. Apparently, we're charismatic and driven by aesthetics. Um, Not great when you've got this wallpaper behind you. However, um, what's been a real challenge for me is despite all of these things that I've read and researched, and over the last three or four years, I've done a lot, and I mean a lot, of soul searching. Not necessarily professional growth, although I've done plenty of that too. Um... But just in terms of looking at identity, now I've been working within the space of health and social care and psychology for a really, really long time. I've been saying 20 years, but I've been saying 20 for at least three years now, maybe four. So quite a while. And one of the things I've never really did was look more closely at who I was as a person. So I've always had this natural ability to know what I thought success looked like, but actually I'd never really looked at it at a micro level. So I know what it looks like at a micro level. I'd written to see the success being played out around me from making, from people making multi-millions of pounds and dollars, people buying new Range Rovers, people hiring a cleaner. Oh, I'd love to have a chef. I'm sure my husband would love to have a chef too because he does all the cleaning and cooking. Um, Several holidays a year, people were having, I've watched people overcome crack and heroin addiction and alcohol use. I've seen people survive suicide ideation. I've seen people binging and 
um, you know, overcoming cocaine and alcohol um, use. I realized though that these were often coping mechanisms and that for lots of people that these weren't, they weren't actually living the dream. They were portraying this dream that they thought that they should have. Now, please don't get me wrong. I would love a new car and I would love a bigger house and I would certainly love to have a cook and a cleaner. But one of the things I realized is whilst that is great and there is no judgment here whatsoever, for me, it wasn't actually what I wanted. So I really knew what success looked like to others, but I didn't really understand what success looked like to me. So I've written, I've always struggled to see my own impact and influence. I know that I have it. People have told me, and I know I have this ability to make people see and feel seen and heard. I know because people have told me. I have always created a safe space for people to feel valued and not just who they think they need to be, but often calling out the bullshit and being able to see them as their true authentic selves, not just this external facing person. I knew I was a cheerleader and someone who can call out bullshit if they see it, mostly gently, but those who've known me for a little while know that sometimes I do a lot of tough love too. And that works for lots of people I work with. And I've had to learn how to be softer with those I love. And this ability to be straight talking and this ability to communicate really well has meant that I've been very aware of how chameleon-like I am. And this came to the forefront when I was writing this, this journal article out. So my ability to adapt to situations is a real asset and I genuinely believe that, but it's often meant that I have to put a mask on. Not a lion mask, so not lion, raw, lying, <laughs> so not fibbing, not telling, not, not, not telling the truth, but just being somebody who can put aside her thoughts and feelings and probably at times values. And I know some of the episodes we've talked about where I share a little bit more about that um, also. But personal impact is something that's really important to me. So when I started to really think about what is success, for me, personal impact was one of the first things I thought about. I have this really strong desire to help people develop really clear ideas about their happiness and what their success looks like. I genuinely crave the smile, that change in body language and confidence when they tell me, I feel so much clearer or you've changed me or I was just brilliant. And I am that trainer or that coach who gets to the end of a session, waits for everybody to leave the room and frantically looks at, at the paperwork or the evaluation forms. I am that person who, despite 98% of people saying they would recommend my training, would look at that 2% and go, what did I do wrong? So I know that I'm here to impact people in the deepest way possible and to the core of their being, to really step out and create a strong sense of identity that means that they go out into the world and create the hugest ripple effect. 
But it was never quite as simple as that because we need money. And I also wanted to work for myself. So there was something about this professional influence. And when I started my first business, so when we started Kimby, it was never just about making money. And I always wanted this legacy. I always wanted to know that I'd impacted the world in some way, whether that was person to person, community to community, organization to organization, or as we're working on at the moment, sector to sector. And I've always assumed that I was an excellent teacher. I am, not assumed, I am. I've won an award for it and I have got qualifications at a really good level and I have 99% of people would recommend me and 98% of people would recommend my courses. And that is across hundreds and hundreds of training programs over the years. But what really came from this piece of work that I did on myself when I was really thinking about what success meant to me was that my ability to create a space where everybody feels seen was more important and that was really the the stepping stone to why I'm here today so this journey started about four years ago Um, I've been thinking of doing a podcast for probably at least five years nothing really felt right and couldn't quite work out what it was that I wanted to talk about and as I've gone through this journey we find ourselves here in 2023 and I know 100% that the gloriously messy me podcast is Charlotte Hopkins 100% 110% I am a glorious mess I'm a glorious mess of success failures love hate everything in between and one of the things I realized is my ability to influence thinking to get people to really embrace themselves and to think clear was a real strength what I have managed to do is balance vulnerability with confidence in my talents and an understanding about what it takes to become influential I can now stand and say to you right now without that icky feeling I'm a success coach I create and I help people create their own personal impact and professional influence. That's what I do. But that doesn't always say mean that I get it right. And I wanted to share another part of a journal article that I'd written to, to add in. I've spent so much time, I spend so much time on something that I call the Penavan effect. So the Penavan effect is essentially something that if anybody's walked up any kind of mountains, really, but in Wales, we've got um, South Wales, the largest, the highest summit is Penavan. And when you walk up Penavan, you kind of have to do a couple of turns. And as you walk up the mountain, you look back and go, oh, my goodness, look how far I've walked. I'm feeling it. I'm out of breath. But yay, go me. My car's, you know, looks like a little dinky car at the bottom. And then you get, you know, you look up and go, oh, I've still got so far to go. But you keep going, you keep persevering and you get to the top and you go, yay, I made it. Only to realize that you're at the fake summit and <laughs> the summit you're at is Corn V. So you realize that you've got to keep going to get to Penavan and you realize you've come so far. So around the corner you get and then up you get and you finally, finally reach the summit of Penavan. And when you're up there and you're there on a clear day, 
it is the most spectacular viewpoint. But when you're there, you can see across the Brecon Beacons. You can see across, um, you know, all of these different mountain ranges. And all you want to do is go, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there. So it's called the Penavan Effect for that reason, that it never feels enough. And I was that person that never really felt that it was enough. And it wasn't that I didn't feel good enough. Um, it wasn't really that I didn't feel that I had achieved enough. What it meant was I was constantly looking forward. And when I did this activity, one of the things that I wanted to look at was the top five things that I was really proud of that I felt were success. So the first thing was that my children are healthy. So anybody who's had poorly children or poorly partners know that you want healthy children. And as a parent, that has to be one of your biggest successes as well as one of the biggest challenges. I had a happy marriage. So anybody who is married knows that a marriage takes work. And I love my husband a bit. We take work and he would say exactly the same. I am hard work and I know that I'm very fortunate to have found somebody who loves me for who I am. So I have a happy marriage and we have to work on that. I am seen as credible and professional in my sector and I hadn't really taken that all in. I hadn't absorbed that. So when I first started Kim B, all I wanted was to be seen as credible and professional. And all I was seeing, all I was allowing myself to see for four years on and into that business was that I wasn't where I wanted to be. And actually, when I took a step back and realized what the work I was actually doing, I absolutely was being seen as credible and professional and the go-to expert in what I was doing. And that's culminated in me stepping into that power and then getting some incredible contracts. So for me, that legacy that I wanted to have in terms of professional influence, I was already having. But I was so blindsided, like looking at the top of Penavan, going, where else am I going to go? I hadn't looked back to see how far I'd come. And then most recently, I realized that we've brought in multi-six figures over the last 12 months. Not once have I ever sat back and really reflected on the income that we generated and when I did that, I was astounded. And again, as I stepped into that power and I owned that success, we've had the most phenomenal start to our new financial year. In fact, we've brought in the same amount of money in eight weeks that we have for the whole year of last year. So there's something about stepping into our power and really owning what that success is. Now, I'm not driven by status particularly, and I'm not driven by finances particularly. But what I did want is to feel that I was of value. And I did want to feel that I belonged. And I did want to create connection with people. And what I would say is, I am Charlotte Hopkins. CharlotteHopkins.com is something that I have wanted to do. Charlotte Hopkins coaching is something I've wanted to do for a really, really long time. I kept stopping myself because I wasn't seeing success to what it actually meant for me. So to finish off, I just wanted to give you a bit of a list on what success is and what my new version of success looks like for me. So success is self-belief that is unshakable. It's self-determination that drives me forward. 
it's a really strong sense of self where I'm living my core values. I'm living what I live and breathe, not saying something and then behind the scenes not living it, which happens so often in the online space. I want an assertiveness. I want boundaries and I want confidence, but I need to keep that ego in check. I want to be action taken and goals orientated. It's part of who I am. I will always be that person who will want more and will always be striving to be as best as I can be. So I want that courageousness. I don't want to be boring. I want to feel invigorated. I want to have this radical acceptance to really embrace my messiness. Yes, I want financial freedom. I want it on my own terms. I want to be able to, you know, provide for my family without stress, without worry. But actually, I want to do it while making changes for people and families and communities. I need to embrace the calm times as well as the chaotic times. I thrive in the chaos, but not everybody thrives around me when I'm in the chaos. I need to embrace that calm. I need to know that I'm being personable and I need to know that I'm different to other people I need to be changing and interchanging that pen of act is pen of van effect is really strong on me so I need to know that me as a person can be fluid and flexible and really um, offer what feels right for me in that intuition I have and I will continue to have and continue to build a really strong sense of identity not just in me as a person, but socially, culturally, interpersonally. One of the biggest things and biggest challenges I've gone on in the last 12 months is um, really understanding my white privilege and how I haven't been anti-racist enough. And that's been a really emotionally challenging time. But my goodness, I feel like such a better human being for doing it. I want to be able to hold myself accountable. So I want to be able to hold me personally accountable for my goals as well as my mistakes. My husband will tell you that I'm not the first to say sorry. And even if I want to have this overwhelming dryness in my mouth, this little Charlotte chimp that says, you don't need to say sorry, you haven't done anything wrong. Remember, this is what we, we did. I have an uncanny ability to convince myself that I'm never wrong. And it's a real challenge. And I know my husband, bless him, um, he definitely gets the brunt of that. But I know I need to build this relationship with myself. And that's what success looks like to me. Yes, it's about creating professional influence. Yes, it's about being personally impactful. But first and foremost, for me, it's all about making sure that I am happy with me because when I'm happy with who I am, when we are happy as human beings with who we are, when we know what we stand for and what we don't stand for, when we know those boundaries that are non-negotiable, when we know what integrity looks like, when we know what we think, feel and believe and in the moment can accept those, we can take on anything. And yes, we're going to have challenges. But when we look at what success is, surely we should be living in the moment and not continuously looking at the next step. When I'm at the top of Penavan now, I take in the fresh air. I take in the views. I take in the sound. Sometimes you can be there and there's ridiculous amounts of people who clearly have nothing better to do. However, 
Sometimes you can be there and it's really quiet. The silence is beautiful. The air you breathe in is so much fresher than where I live in Cardiff. The sights and the views when it's clear are just breathtaking. So by being more present, we really are able to open up and expand what we mean by success. And that is something that I am personally working on. So thank you so much for listening into this episode. I appreciate it's slightly different to some of the others, but it was really important for me to really just share what I felt success was because I felt for so long that I was looking at other people's versions and aspiring to do that. And that's something that I really want to encourage you to, to think about. What does success look like to you?